tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Sword Art Online fans. Welcome to another edition of the AfterBuzz Recap Show. Today we are covering Sword Art Online 2, Episode 21, The Monument of Swordsmen. How are you tonight, Tari Miller? Swell, how are you? <laughs> I am doing fine. I'm noticing that there are a few less people here than uh, than usual. It's lonely on this side. <laughs> and your side, I assume. Yeah, but you know what? We are going to do our darndest to recap this episode anyway. <laughs> 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 nice try. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm your host, Megan Salinas. Joining me, as I said before, Tari Miller. <laughs> it's not complete until we start yeah. with a weird, random Japanese phrase. <laughs> we win! <laughs> Peace sign. There was a lot of that. We did win this episode. <laughs> Yay! There was a lot of winning, a lot of friendship, a lot of togetherness. Which, yeah. Aww, mm. None of that here tonight, apparently. Some of us didn't make it out of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's holiday traveling for you. Yeah. But you know what? Next week, we'll all be, hopefully the band will all be back together again. In the meantime, what did you think of this one? It was a super fun episode. Um, great battle scenes. Like, I, uh, it's everything I could have wanted. Um, Kirito knew when to take a step back. Like, Asuna's being great. Uh, a few little references here and there. So it was great. Yeah, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, this is kind of, it's finally become the series that I always kind of wanted it to be. Yeah. There, there are still a few things that, you know, I can nitpick about, but for the most part, it's just a fun, online video game adventure story and and I I'm enjoying it. I'm thoroughly having a good time. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like <laughs> after all this time, it's like this is always what I thought the show would be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you do you do you like this direction or do you kind of prefer what we got in Sword Art Online One? Um I like like I feel like I have to separate them in my own mind. Like it's like <laughs> You take characters that I enjoy and you just start this whole complete different story. Just because for me, this felt like when I was watching it, it it made me think I could just watch this as like if these characters weren't people we knew outside in the real world, just mm-hmm. these fairies having a good time trying to beat these larger monsters. Like mm-hmm. it could be its own thing aside from the, the character's own personal uh, relationships outside of it. And then that's the twist at the end. It was all a video game the entire time. What? <laughs> but no, I'm I'm with you. I really liked this one. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start the recap because we we open up exactly where we left off with Kirito running in and saying this is a dead end, which I loved that and just him and Klein coming to the rescue, <laughs> <laughs> or more like Kirito featuring Klein right. coming to the rescue. That was pretty great. Yeah, Klein's heroic entrance. I'm I'm here too. Don't don't forget about me, guys. Guys, <laughs> make way. I'm here too. Yeah. Um, and then we also have Kirito pulling out Excalibur, mm-hmm. which 
I never really thought of him using Excalibur in this type of setting. I thought when he got Excalibur, you know, we'd have a big old boss fight or some some big overarching thing that we have to overcome. I didn't ever picture Kirito using it to fight off, like, a bunch of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's part of the whole thing is, like, if you're trying to intimidate a bunch of people, you pull out your big guns and you're like, are you sure about this? And let the uh, cowards run. There you go. Although not very many people were running. Although I did like that once Asuna and the Sleeping Knights made their way through the 20, you know, the 20 people that they had to get through, mm-hmm. uh, that Asuna looks back and all of that area in front of Kirito is just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what did I miss? I can't, you know, I, I loved the fight with the Sleeping Knights and those guards, but I kind of want to know why is everything on fire now? <laughs> It's the burning power of friendship. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Except there, Klein was nowhere to be seen, so I can only assume he's on fire now, too. Right. <laughs> Aw, poor Klein. <laughs> he does his best. Aw. He does. He tries. He tries so hard. But so so once we get through all of those all of those enemies, all of those jerks from that guild, they make it into the door and the door shuts behind them and they're like, yay! Except not really yay. They, I was actually surprised the Sleeping Knights felt really guilty about accepting help from other people. Right. Because, you know, they bring in Asuna because they needed one more for their team and then not only are they being a big old burden on her, but they're also bringing in her group of friends that they don't really know either. Yeah. So I can definitely empathize with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I mean, it, the whole thing is that they wanted to do it by themselves and get as far as they could on their own strength. Uh, so, but they never could have made it this far without the rest of the gang jumping in. Yeah. And, uh, but I guess that really does kind of dilute the victory a little bit because, you know, they do just, again, this was whole, all, you know, their mission and their goal and everything like that. Right. So, but, you know, luckily, Asuna doesn't see it that way. She just kind of sees it as, um, you know, and I love that she brought back that quote from Yuki. You know, sometimes the only way you can communicate is when you clash. Yeah. And I liked that. And they were they were okay moving on. Um, although before we move on, I, I really liked um, they met like one of the guys during the skirmish called Asuna the berserker healer. Oh, yeah. And I, I adored that. I was like. I like the lightning flash a little better, but you know what? I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, it, it you know, it shows that she has a wide breadth of skills. Um, and just before that, I forgot to mention, uh, when she, there's a, a move in Final Fantasy VII, which I think this was a reference to, when she basically sonic blades through everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. I don't want to skip over it. <laughs> was that a reference? Um, I'm, I assume so, because <laughs> it was the exact same, uh, I won't say animation, because it was a game, but yeah. Yeah basic movements. Yeah, you said there were a couple references in there. Is that the only fa- Final Fantasy reference, or are there a couple more? Um, that's the only one there. Okay. Yes. yes. Well, because, yeah, um, Sword Art Online does do a lot of little small nods to to MMOs and to video games in general and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's always nice to pick up on them when you see them. Yeah. Mostly musical cues. I feel like the the biggest kind of the biggest kind of world setting, you know, homage to just video games in general is the score. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, Sword Art has in spades. Uh, I could just listen to it and feel it, like I could feel like I could be a swordsman just listening to the, the <laughs> score because it's so epic. 
Yeah, you kind of feel like you could go on an adventure. Although, we had one fan tweet us that, like, apparently the soundtrack's not available yet. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm bummed. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> mm, well, I, I think I think if you go to Japan and buy a Blu-ray, you can get it. <laughs> which That's is a long way to go for a CD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Well, maybe one of these days it'll be available on iTunes. So right. I'll keep my fingers crossed. But anyway, so they go in. And they're going to take us another crack at the boss. And this time, you know, they, they have a much better idea of its strengths and weaknesses and uh, a much better idea of what to use in their strategy that worked and what didn't work. The only difference is now they're on the clock because they have a whole group of people waiting to get in the room, presumably the ones that are still alive after Kirito and Klein <laughs> gets done with them. Right. Um, and so as soon as the door opens up, those people are going to come flooding in. Mm. So basically, they they only get one more shot at this boss. Yeah, and you, I think you said it best. This was just spectacular to look at. It yeah. was just gorgeous. It was super fluid. All the colors were absolutely awesome, and everything like that. What uh, What did you like best? <laughs> favorite part in this fight? Um, favorite part, uh, I would say. Uh, oh yes, it was when Austin jumped in. And was like, we're going to use that guy's back as a catapult. <laughs> a little springboard. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the amazing 11-hit combo that was referenced earlier, and that little breadcrumb became a thing to beat the boss. Mm-hmm. So that was my highlight, I'd say. Yeah, Yuki slices the thing in half. Yeah. That was really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I loved that. I adored that, but... Um, I gotta say my favorite is just anytime Asuna decides to leave, you know, leave the job of healing to someone else yeah. and just go into the fight. Mm-hmm. That's always my favorite because that's where I want to see her. I want to see her on the front lines. I don't want to see her taking a backseat. I know right. healers are important in video games and everything like that, um, especially in RPGs, but come on, just get her in the fray. Yeah. <laughs> that's always what I'm like. So it's nice to see her in the forefront more often in this arc, but also not necessarily presuming to be in the front. Like, she'll always be like, okay, you know, I'll let you guys do it, and then when she needs to step in, she'll step in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that she's a super humble character, which is what's really appealing about her, and we were introduced to her as a frontline player, so just seeing her take a backseat, you're like, but we know what you're capable (laughs) of. Like, there's so much you could be doing. Um, but I love that she didn't have to make the final strike. She's like, mm-hmm. this is your adventure. Do the thing. Well, yeah. And, you know, she's a guest star in this other group's, in their story. Yeah. So, you know, she again, she did. I feel like if this was Kirito in her place, he would have been to, the one to slice the boss in half. Definitely. And, and that's not as, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, good for Kirito, but that's not so great for the Sleeping Knights who brought him in to just be an extra body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, yay, Kirito beat the boss. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you know, it would have right. taken a lot of the fun out of it. Yeah. So Asuna, I, I think she understands that mm-hmm. a little bit better. Or maybe just our storytellers are understanding that, yeah, no, this is how it works. This is the proper way <laughs> to go about it if you get invited into somebody else's party. Yeah. Proper uh, video game etiquette. Yeah, there you go. That's the, that's a good word for it, etiquette. Mm-hmm. But um, 
So they win, and I just, I gotta say, I loved the when when the doors open up and they're victorious and you have the other, you know, the guild waiting to get in, and the guy can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I just, but, I just, wanted to be a big, <laughs> He's just like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but I just love the subtitles, because it was like, that, that. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised that he and his group were, were still there. Cause I mean, I guess they were waiting for it to, to open up again, but at the same time, they had all just suffered so much <laughs> loss. It, and they said that like, if someone was killed there, it would take like at least an hour to get back. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd be like, man, I gotta <laughs> eat some dinner. Let's, let's go Got home, things guys. to do. Yeah. Well, I was just surprised that there was anybody left outside at all because <laughs> you have Kirito and Klein there. Right. I guess probably as soon as the doors closed, Kirito was probably like, well, our work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> Asuna can take it from here. We're going to go now. Yeah. <laughs> That's my only guess because otherwise I can't see any reason why any of those people would still be alive. Right. Well, he, he did give a time limit. He was like, I'm going to hold them off for three minutes, then I'm going to go get a sandwich. <laughs> I've got other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Although we still didn't really get um, an explanation as to why he and Klein were there in the first place. Um, I think they alluded to it uh, when they had Yui wink at Asuna. Yeah, that it was like Yui was the one kind of a keeping an eye on things. Yeah. And she was like, oh, they they could use a hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. Good, 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 good little girl. <laughs> Good kid. She's no, she knows what's up. She's got a good head on her shoulders, that kid. So before we go on, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you so, so much to everybody who goes to iTunes to rate and leave a comment. Uh, we really means the world to us when, uh, when we see that we get positive feedback on the show that we're giving you. Our bosses at AfterBuzz put on over 80 hours content a week here, uh, and they provide that for you for free, which means they work 90 hours a week behind the scenes. And they they work so hard. You know, everybody's here. It's a holiday weekend. Most people are taking it easy. And these guys are, you know, working away. So it really does mean the world to us when you go to iTunes and rate and leave a comment. We love reading the comments that are on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. You guys are just the best. So thank you so much for your continued support. We would really appreciate it if you would continue doing that in the future. Yes, please. Please and thank you. Yay. Thank you. So... So after the fight, they decide, you know what, the best thing to do? Let's have a party. (laughs) Because we beat the boss, uh, we showed those guys what's what, and we're awesome, so we're going to throw a party. And then this is kind of where the episode got a little bit weird, because... Not not weird, weird, but, like, they're clearly keeping a secret from Asuna. She's yeah. not in with their group. And you can really start to see it here mm-hmm. because they want to throw a party and Asuna volunteers to use her house. You know, she has a house and it's a little cozy, but it's more than enough room for them. And at first they're all for it and then they're not. Yeah. Uh, Yuki is, is the one actually that seems excited about it, but then strangely enough thinks better of it and decides, uh, maybe that's not it. And then in a scene with very little dialogue, um, we have, uh, uh, Siyune. Siyune. Yes, I can never pronounce her name. Siyune, she just puts her hand on top of Yu- Yuki and I almost called her Yui. It's like, <laughs> that's not Yui. <laughs> but, or, or is, is she? <laughs> but she puts her hand on top of Yuki's head and she's like, yeah, 
yeah, sure, we'll go to the party. But it was a long pregnant pause. Yeah. Which, uh, obviously, there's an unspoken understanding between all of them. Yeah. That something's going on. I And I didn't quite know mu- what to make of it. Do you? I don't like, and I have my theories, which I guess I'll save for predictions if we're doing that. You know what? Let's go ahead and talk about them now. Okay. I, I feel like. Predictions. We're not quite done with the episode yet, but yeah, right. if you've got a theory, go ahead and share I mean, it. I think that they are, uh, I feel like they're dying. Like at least Siune and Yuki oh. are like slow, like they're dying and this is like their last hurrah before the spring in which they're supposed to like not live anymore. Okay, so you think the uh, we're parting ways is a euphemism for we are like terminal patients and right. we're going to die. Something like that. Oh my gosh, that is so sad if that's <laughs> the case. I mean, it's it sounds true to form to what sword art does, where they'll like have something really upbeat, but they'll also kind of mask it with something that's a little darker. I would be all for that theory if it wasn't for, uh, I'll be honest, if it wasn't for the ending and if it wasn't for what Kirito said at the um, at the very beginning of this arc when he, quote unquote, found out Yuki's secret. Yeah. Um, just the fact that she is a permanent resident of the game is the way he put it. And and I don't know if you, you've noticed, but at the end, during the end credits, mm-hmm. Asuna's there. You know, and shows her Asuna with Yuki, and then it shows Asuna in real life, and she's got what kind of looks like a little webcam on her. I'm not sure, and granted, that could just be a little thing that she could transport Yui around in. It might just be a webcam. Right. But, you know, the way the way she looks at it, it definitely looks like some sort of Tamagotchi creature. Yeah. So I'm still under... I'm still acting under the impression that Yuki is an AI of some sort. Either oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Either created by the game or is a part of the game that was able to split off from it, like Yui was. Okay, I was in that camp until she logged out, and then I was like, "Well, like AI can't log out, so she she has to be a real person." Um, And she might not have logged out; she might have teleported somewhere else. Maybe. But no, I, I was kind of confused by that too. I was like, oh, maybe my theory has absolutely no weight to it whatsoever. I mean, there, it's, it's so, and I, this whole, the whole time that the party was going on and every time it got like super awkwardly quiet, I was just like, just say it. Just cause I want to know what it is. And like, I have all these super crazy theories. Like I gave you the, the normal one, but I have other super <laughs> yeah. crazy ones. Um, because, I just want it to be out there and then I want it to be dealt with, which I assume next episode we will. Mm-hmm. But like until that point, I'm going to assume that they're either uh, from the future and they know that she's going to die. And then <laughs> so every time that sh- they interact with her, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sad because I know what's going to happen to you. Or they're from an alternate universe in which Austin had never survived in SAO and they like knew her. And it's what? They have crazy <laughs> theories because I want to know and I don't know what it is. <laughs> Alternate realities? Really? It's not unheard They in come anime. from the future? Yes. Yeah, but this isn't Steins Gate. <laughs> or yeah, or Harley. Um, yeah, but I guess un- that's how I treat most mysteries is until I know what it is. It could I, literally like, be anything. It could be anything. 
Well, SAO hasn't really begun to deal with quantum physics, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and rule out time travel, because <laughs> I think that's just a little too outlandish. You rule it out, but you'll rue the day you did when they reveal it, and I'm uh-huh. right. Sure, <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to rule out anything quantum physics related, but I actually do really like your idea that maybe their terminal can't like maybe terminal like patients of some sort like they have cancer or mm-hmm. some other disease and they've only been given like x amount of time to to make it um the only the only thing about that is if they really are terminal cancer patients and i don't know if the the rules still apply from the original sword art online mm-hmm. but in the original sword art online Alfheim Online, your real-life athletic ability did translate into the game, which is why Sugu was such a good player, was because she was a really good kendo um, person. So if they're sick, if they're in a hospital bed somewhere, I'm not sure how well, like, that would necessarily work. Although, again, the rules might not be the same anymore. It might just be, you know, normal game mechanics. If you go in and you... And you level up enough, then you can be powerful. Right. So it could be that. Yeah. I mean, and who's to say that they didn't start playing before they were diagnosed or like they, I mean, because it takes maybe not your capacity, but like, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, this is what your body is capable of based on your muscle mass and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you can just, you can just go from there. Um, I mean, and maybe based on the the strength of their mind that's why they're all so strong is it it's like your mind says that you're this strong so we're going to make your character that strong because if someone were to go into this game and they were like a paraplegic or a that's kind of what i was thinking yeah yeah like they would like they would still be able to play yeah theoretically but uh but yeah they yeah they'd still be able to play and actually that's that's now what i'm afraid of is that we're going to see you know yuki log out and we're going to open up in a hospital room and that's going to break my heart if that's the case series (laughs) don't you do that to me (laughs) although um i don't know anything about this particular arc in the light novels yeah but we have had one or two commenters not give spoilers per se which thank goodness do not give any spoilers <laughs> commenters we do not want that at all but we have had one or two people go this arc in the light novels get your tissues ready for mm. the end of this arc so i'm a little concerned about that that is foreboding and yeah. not at all happy sounding <laughs> Could you cry out of could, happiness? That could be a number of things, though. Yeah. Like I cried at the end of the uh, of the Gun Gale online arc, but that was like a very happy ending. That yeah. was very uplifting. Mm-hmm. But I cried <laughs> like a baby, <laughs> as you should have. It was really touching. <laughs> yeah. So let's get back to it. They they are in the middle of this party, and things do get awkward when Asuna asks to join their guild, and that's exactly what happens. Is everybody kind of gets really quiet. And Asuna feels bad for putting them all on the spot. But again, they're not saying why it wouldn't be a good idea for her to join them. And they kind of try to play it off like, oh, you know, well, we you'd only be in the guild for a short time because we're disbanding in the spring for vague, unspecific reasons that we're not going to discuss here right now with you ever at all. <laughs> And she's like, it's okay. I am 100% okay with that. I know it's, you know, a limited time, but I want to be your friend. 
and that you know it you can definitely tell it's breaking Yuki's heart in particular. Yeah. All the other people feel bad and they feel really sorry and clearly awkward at this point, but it's Yuki who feels terrible about it and she just says I'm sorry. It's not even like they're like we want to be your friend too or anything like that. I'm sorry is the only thing that she can say. Yeah. So yeah, it would make sense if she if like she didn't think she was going to be around for that much longer. I don't know. Yeah, doesn't want any more attachments. I'm yeah. getting mad at you now. I'm sorry. It's, it's a theory. This is your fault. <laughs> I wrote this theory. If she dies, I'm going to be really mad at you. I'm going to be like, Tori, <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> I just feel really, well, I'll give this series credit because the first arc, as much as we were enjoying it, it was pretty transparent. Mm-hmm. It was pretty easy to see who the good guys were and the bad guys were and kind of what their scheme was up to. I have no idea what's going on with this. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we have a couple of theories, some more plausible than others. <laughs> Time and, travel. No. <laughs> Gonna rule out quantum physics again. <laughs> but yeah, they're really not giving us much to go on. Like, the the first arc, it was so easy to put two and two together. Here, yeah. I feel like, you know, there's still more variables to the equation that we just haven't been given yet. Yeah, which is really exciting. Like, I love not knowing where a story is going because uh, it allows me to have crazy theories. It allows me to, like, engage myself into it and try to figure it out. I'm with you on that, but I like being right. <laughs> <laughs> and the first arc of this series let me be right for once. And so I really like that. Again, because I like mysteries, but I'm terrible at solving them. So when I'm right, I feel very validated. Right. I get that. <laughs> and I have nothing here. I, I just have the now the theory that you said that she's a terminal cancer patient or something, <laughs> or that she's an AI. Right. And But even her being an AI wouldn't necessarily explain why their group is breaking up. So... Mm. Well, maybe there's a if if we're looking for explanations, maybe there's an update that's going to get rid of their portion of the cardinal system. If they're all not real, then it's like this update's coming in uh, the spring, which will get rid of all ancillary systems. Well, and actually, it, you know, they prior to this really awkward moment, they were talking about you know the different worlds that they had been in. Mm-hmm. They were talking about this one really terrible American-made MMO and everything like that. So. I'm wondering, you know, if maybe she's not an AI because she has the ability to jump from world to world. So right. so maybe that theory is completely bunk. Or she's the essence of the world seed. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> maybe. I Again, I'd be all for that. <laughs> but anyway, so Asuna obviously feels bad for really putting them on the spot. And so she's like, hey, guys, let's go over to the monument. Let's go and, like, take a picture with your names on it. I'm sure the update has been there. It'll be great and it'll be awesome and it'll make us forget about this terribly awkward moment (laughs) (laughs) that I have inadvertently caused. So so they go and, sure enough, all of their names are up there. And um, if you notice, they had a little symbol by by each of the guild members' names. Mm -hmm. It was that little heart from the opening. Yeah. Yeah, that little heart with wings, which that's a really cute, cute sigil for a guild. It's just adorable. (laughs) Very Kingdom Hearts. Definitely. Yeah. And and they take a picture with one of those little recording cubes, which I haven't I don't think I've seen one of those since um, episode three of the previous series. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Which I don't know why you wouldn't have those around more often. They remind me of um, Bit from Tron. 
said yes, yes. no. <laughs> I would I would get one of those and I would get it to fly around with me and say yes or no all the time. Uh, I don't know if that's customizable or not. <laughs> I'd have it say, "Hey, listen." <laughs> Only in a really high pitched voice. Of course, right? the most annoying voice ever. Ah, <laughs> oh, all the time. <laughs> and so they they take a picture, and Yuki goes, "You know, thanks again, big sis. You know, this this was great." And that's when Austin is like, that's the second time you've called me big sis. You called me big sis during the fight. And actually, she's called her big sis a lot. Yeah. Like, when they first met, it was, hey, you know, big sis. Um, the Japanese is Onechan, I believe. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the first time uh, she was, she said it, it was like, ne-san, like, like just a general, like, big sis. But this mm-hmm. one was like, when you add O, it's extra uh, polite and extra familial. I believe, if I remember correctly. So this one is like, ah, you're like actually my sister. Uh, and San and Chan have different, um, those are different honorifics. Uh, one is more familiar than the other. Right. Um, so I, I don't know if she said, um, Chan or something. I don't remember. I wasn't listening. I was reading the subtitles. Right. <laughs> but, um, but it, I'm guessing it was the more familiar one. Yeah. And so, you know, Austin is like, that's the second time you've said that. Like, that, that's okay. Like, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. I like it because obviously she wants to be their, their friend. Mm-hmm. And that's when we see Yuki just completely break down weeping. And that's when she logs out or teleports to another location. Not really sure. And that's how the episode ends. Which, yeah. what the heck, series? <laughs> what do you mean I have to wait a week now that we're caught up? Yeah, seriously. I'm a little mad that we're caught up, actually. Like, it's great because there's no more spoilers unless we get light novel spoilers. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, it's like, dang it, now I have to wait a week. Like, everyone else. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> but it's, there's so much intrigue. It's great. Though it I is. did yell at the screen. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It's it's a little bit frustrating. But, I mean, that wraps it up for this week, but I know we already talked about theories, but do you have any other thoughts on this episode or where you think the series is going? Um, I'm assuming that, uh, based on the, the title of the next episode, this will be the end of their internal arc, so mm-hmm. uh, we're probably going to get more of Asuna and her mother, because uh, that's a yes, whole thing. Yes, that is a thing that we still haven't addressed that's, that's going to be another awkward conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially because with um, with where we left it and with this mentality of clashing to communicate, mm-hmm. it's going to be ugly. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like gut-wrenching. I don't know if I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like terrible when you're watching something and you're like, this is so good, but it's too real? Yeah. Like I feel uncomfortable watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – that's a little unsettling. But personally, I want to know more about um, Asuna's brother uh, because, you know, he's nowhere to be seen like her dad right now. But if like and I feel like if her brother were there, it would pro- provide a little, you know, I know nothing about their relationship, mm-hmm. but it would provide a little bit of a buffer yeah. between her and her mother. Like if they maybe if they were all together, they, you know, they could talk about it like a family mm-hmm. and it wouldn't just be kind of like the domineering mother and maybe it wouldn't have to go out into like an all out drag out fight. Right. I don't know. Um I mean potentially though I feel like the mom might be kind of that way because the brother is so off like she can't control him in any way. She she's just like you and your dad are doing your own thing but this one <laughs> this I can make here. It my own and yeah. <laughs> there. Um, actually, we did have one commenter, and I don't know if this is a s- 
technically a spoiler or not, but apparently, um, according to this one commenter on YouTube, and I don't remember, I'm afraid, sorry for the inconvenience, but um, apparently Asuna originally got the nerve gear from her older brother. Hmm. Like, it was actually his nerve gear, and he was either out of town or out of the house for a couple hours or something, and she just wanted to try it just to see what it was like. Interesting. And that's how she got stuck in Sword Art Online. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> just like, I'll just play a little bit for, for anybody who, who had an older sibling who had a game console. You just want to play every now and then. Like, I did that with my older brother's Super Nintendo way back in the day. Yeah. Just like, he's gone. I'll play a round of whatever, like Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there goes two years of your life. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Think about that the next time you play with your older <laughs> siblings' games. Yeah, it could cost you two years of your life. <laughs> you could very well get yourself trapped in a death game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been... Although, like, how bad would you feel if you were the older brother? Where you, like, bought this, you're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And then your little sister gets stuck in a coma for two years. Yeah, I feel like it would be super, like, dividing. Like, you'd be like, oh, I feel bad for her, but that could have been me. <laughs> but, like, yeah. it's bad. But seriously, it could have been me. <laughs> yeah, like part of you would be really glad uh, that you know you were spared, but then the other half of you is probably like, "Oh, I should have, I should have hit it, or I should have right. waited to buy it until the bugs were out, or something, until this blew over." Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess that wraps it up for this week. Yeah. Yep. Tari Miller, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. Go for it. And you can follow Liz at Lizzie Maui on Twitter. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. Mm-hmm. And then you can follow Katie at Kiaxe. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. And you can follow me on Twitter at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Folks, thank you so, so much for tuning in to another edition of the Sword Art Online 2 After Show. We will see you guys next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 